I showed Andy and asked, can we try this today? He looked at it, then back at me, a slow smile spreading across his face. You want me to Yes, I replied, with the beard. <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> ah, that's, that's, that's what he can do with the beard, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, Ben. I'm fine. How are you? I'm here. I um, am very busy. It feels yeah, like. me too. But I'm also right. So yeah. you get it. Um, and I'm also very, very tired. Yeah, I'm very stressed. Um, I'm tired. Uh, it's, it's interesting how busy we are um, right now. And then there's like still no way we can leave the house um <laughs> right right yeah trapped. yeah but you know that's life right it really is and i think a big sign of maturity is that here we are like soldiers still thirsting actively <laughs> we are out here saluting flying the flag etc <laughs> just trying to claim some space that belongs to us and our very important thirst uh, you know we've had a good couple of episodes so far you know jason manzoukas opened us up and like ruined our lives um in a good way (laughs) in the best way uh and then we talked about john boyega which uh, um really i shouldn't say it surprised me to see how many people have listened to that episode but um wow everybody really i mean it did surprise everybody tuned in for that one (laughs) Uh, i mean Everybody said, oh, John, say this and jumped in head first. And I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm a little bit surprised because I was like, yeah, I know there's like an undercurrent of fancying Mm -hmm. John. But like everyone came out in force like that's my space. Yeah, it ended up being more popular than the Jason Mizukis episode, which normally when we have uh, the thirst object in the studio and we're talking to them, those episodes are really, really popular. Um, but right. this, this John Boyega one, I mean, everybody just, I think they were waiting for us. Yeah. They were waiting for us to talk about him. <laughs> I think that's it. I think, and like we said in the episode, like he has been on our maybe list for so mm-hmm. long that in a way I felt extra proud that we presented him with a flourish at this yes. stage. Yes. Yes. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, it's like, it's basically like we've been kind of baiting <laughs> You're like, oh, we know who you like. We know who you like. We know who you like. All right, here he is. And then we threw it. You all fell on him like a pack of dogs. And I love it. But today, we are going to dip into our mailbag, so to speak, and uh, get to some of these drabbles, thirstamilier requests that you've sent us, some other questions from our Tumblr. Uh, We're going to say hello to our thirst buckets out there today. Yeah, that sounds so magnanimous. I love the way you say that. It's like, we're going we're gonna to talk to you guys <laughs> this week. And yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. I'm very excited because the mailbag episodes for me are also a really wonderful chance to kind of showcase that while Nicole and I are the ones with the microphones mm-hmm. sitting in our closets, respectively, trying to make something, the real engine of Thirst Aid Kit is and always has been you, our lovely listeners, our wonderful thirst buckets, 
there is such a rich vein of creativity and mindless thirst <laughs> out there in the world. <laughs> and every so often you send us an email or leave us a voicemail or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, there it is. I knew someone was listening. And then there's the evidence. I see it now. <laughs> wow. You people are real thirsty. And it makes me it warms my heart every time. I'm like, oh, look, look, Ma, this is my job. <laughs> it's great. We're going to read some drabbles first and we can't get to everybody. And some of y'all send in stuff that's still too long. <laughs> we love you, I mean, but it's too long. I mean, <laughs> that's what she said. People um, really take when we say short, they take it as sort of like mere guidance <laughs> and not like a hard rule. And I'm like, guys, we're not just saying that we can't read a 2000 word epic. It's just impossible. <laughs> so some of these are going to be uh, cut short and we'll have to put the rest on our Tumblr. Um, but, uh, you know, like we always say, we're so impressed with what you send us that we do want to make sure yes. that we honor that and give you, uh, show you some love. Okay, so we're going to start off today with a drabble about one of our recent first objects. Uh, I am, of course, talking about Mr. John Boyega. Which again, just for the record, can I state the reaction to the John episode? I'm going to be thinking about for months to come <laughs> because people out there love John they Boyega. They really do. And lots of people responded to Nicole's travel about John Boyega, uh. which again, I was like, sounds about right. <laughs> like I, I said, I said it in the episode and I meant it. Give me my activist drama now, <laughs> like my romantic activist drama. Put it in, inject it, put it inside my eyes. Um, but this, this is from Ray. R-A-E, and they sent us uh, a short thing, uh, which I'm going to read now, and I'm going to do my best to do a real London accent for when it gets to the bits that feature John. So, Nicole, are you ready? <laughs> That's going to be so difficult for you. <laughs> you know what I don't need from you? Mockery. Um, yes, I'm right, ready. Let's get into it. <laughs> I asked a simple question, and now I'm being, like, raked over the coals, like, oh, you're going to do an English accent yet yeah? from England? <laughs> Yes, I am, Nicole. I am. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Babes, look at this. John exclaims as he glances at his laptop. It's almost 2 a.m. in London, way past my bedtime. But I pause the Netflix show I'm watching and scurry over to the living area to take a peek. This jovial grin lights up the room and I can tell it's the news he's been waiting for. Did your company close the deal? I ask as I massage his shoulders. Hell yeah. And it's better than I imagined, he exclaims. We've been quarantined for several months now, but that hasn't stopped John from working day and night. He stands up and I wrap my arms around him, squeezing him for what seems like an eternity, but he doesn't mind. I'm so proud of you. This is amazing news, I say, as I pull him close. Those long nights paid off. God looked out. He laughs and stares deeply into my eyes, his piercing gaze completely melting my soul. It wouldn't have happened without you, he says. Thanks for staying up with me, keeping me on track holding me down. You're a real one. He kisses me on the forehead and I stare at the window, admiring the eerie but beautiful view from John's flat. The world may be falling apart at this very moment, but I wouldn't notice because my world is right here. Okay, Ray. <laughs> Ray says, 
said, let me build you an urban fantasy in which me and John are being supportive and loving towards one another. And I fuck with Ooh. it, right? I do. I like this so much. I also like the little emphasis on um, spirituality because John is very much, uh, you know, very much into uh, expressing himself when it comes to his religion and his faith. Yes. So I like that, you know, this, that detail there. Ray said, I'm going to give you some research. <laughs> okay. Ray said, I don't write these travels, just any old how. I do my research. I know my subjects. And we appreciate We see it, Ray. We see you doing the work. Okay. Congrats. I really love that travel. That's so gentle. Yes. And I also really love, I love the whole thing about support. Mm-hmm. And John recognizing that, you know, it's black women that got me a fair amount of the way. And I love it that Ray also put that in there. I would love it also even a little bit more if John, I don't know, came on right. the show. But that's a story for another right. day. <laughs> John, show some black women some love by coming on their show. How about that? There's two of us here, John. There's two. Come through. <laughs> We're waiting. <laughs> um, our next Drabble is from a listener, Brooke. And yes. uh, they write in and they say that this is their first time emailing. I'm so, I'm so, I I just love it when people kind of like get over their anxiety or like their embarrassment or even just, I don't want to say fear, but you know, their hesitancy. It's fear sometimes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Brooke says, like many of your listeners, I too have almost gotten into a car accident listening to the podcast. (laughs) It was. (laughs) Yay. Congrats, Brooke. That's that's the initiation process. You've completed it. (laughs) It was the literary base episode and Daniel Lavery made me do a literal spick take all over my laptop when they read their things I've learned about heterosexual female desire from decades of reading. That is a deep cut, and I appreciate that, Brooke. Thank you. Um, Brooke sent us in a drabble about Aiden Turner, a.k.a. Poldark. Uh, Listen, AKA, talking about yeah. deep cuts. And they go on to say, a.k.a. the dwarf that had no business being that hot in The Hobbit. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny. I did not watch any of those. Um, no. But I did see the Aiden Turner. <laughs> that was so dismissive. <laughs> any of those. Wow. But I did see that Aiden Turner was in The Hobbit and that he seems to be one of very few whose face was completely unobscured, uh, like, like just so clearly steal yep. him. And I wonder if he put that in his yes. contract, like, you're not going to ugly me up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dwarf, but I'm a hot dwarf. All right, motherfuckers. Not every day. Put me under six pounds of prosthetics. I appreciated that, too. Um, so Brooke sent in this drabble, but it was a little too long. So we're going to. Yes, it really was, Brooke. You got very carried away, Brooke, and I stand, but also we can't do all that. Um, So I'm only going to read a little bit of it. What? It's actually probably like only a third of it. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) I I tease with love, Brooke. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the best kind of love. I love Um, that. And then the rest we'll put on Tumblr uh, for everyone else to read. So, Bim, are you ready? Nicole, I've never been ready for anything in my whole life. (laughs) All right. I pretended not to watch Aiden as he deftly swept Sternos into a bin while I attempted to roll the stained and crumb-speckled tablecloths into vaguely organized lumps. Every encounter had made me like him a little bit more, and this was the 12th shift we'd worked together since Lisa hired him to help during wedding season. 
Lately, being near him felt like a study in how much of an ass I could make of myself while desperately trying not to reveal that something as innocuous as seeing him button up his standard issue black catering vest sparked a florid blush that mottled my chest and tinged the tips of my ears pink. The anxiety of this devastatingly hopeless crush was becoming unbearable. Aiden jiggled his armful of sternos at me and nodded at the pile of polyester fabric, blasting me with the force of his canine grin. Need any help with those? They're kind of heavy, not to mention super gross. I'm pretty sure I saw a kid blow his nose in that one. I tried to maintain casual eye contact and not stare at his gleaming teeth or the light stubble shading his mouth and jaw. The word wolf pulsed somewhere in the back of my brain like an alarm bell. Wolf. 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 Ah, ah. All right, we're going to cut that there. <laughs> and, Listen, Brooke said I'm bringing you some gothic I feels. love it. I'm bringing you, yeah, I know you love a gothic <laughs> romance. I know you do. I seen it. I love it so much. Let, listeners, let me tell you something. When we put this travel into our document, Nicole said, I'm reading this. <laughs> And she said it with authority <laughs> because she saw the word yes. wolf and much like Brooke, the alarm bell was pulsing somewhere in the back of her brain. Yes. Wolf, wolf, yes. wolf. So you know what, Nicole? You did that shit Thank justice. you. Thank you. I love, I love some <laughs> werewolves. I love any kind of gothic, animalistic grin. Give it all to me. Wow. Wow. Tell me more, Nicole. Look at you. You are sweating right now in front of that mic. I love You're it. You're using all your teeth to pronounce yes, those words. Yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> A very in character for an animal feeding yes, grin. Yes. Right. Thank you, Brooke, for that. <laughs> really appreciate it. That, yes. that, you know, hit me in my sweet spot. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I know what you meant, but that's not what I heard. Okay. Um, we have another drabble this time from a reader called Shahida and Nicole and I uh, a few weeks ago did an event with the romance author Jasmine Guillory, which I think is now available on the Books of Magic uh, YouTube page. So go check that out if you would like. I seem to remember that Shahida had a question in the Q&A box and we didn't find the time to get into it. So if you are the same Shahida, hi, mm -hmm. sorry we didn't get to your question, but today we are going to feature your drabble in this uh, mailbag episode. So you know what? Sometimes God shuts a window and opens a door and <laughs> vice versa. So this is, consider this the smaller window. Um, so this one is about uh, someone called Pedro Pascal. You may have heard of him, uh, You know, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> sounds familiar. I've seen him in a couple of things like, you know, The Mandalorian and maybe uh, Game of Thrones. I don't know, stuff. Maybe Narcos. I don't know. He's kind of big. Um, also, Pedro has featured heavily in our tumblr ask yes. box because you people are sweating pedro a lot and i can see why uh, i will also say what we always say on tumblr we don't take requests <laughs> but i like that we feel very strongly about pedro and shahida has uh, stepped into the breach to write a drabble about him so let's get into that so shahida says she is writing to us in a time of strife now i love a historical drama so straight away, I'm like, strife? Okay, tell me more. Um, and the way Shahida describes it is, I've developed a terrible crush on Pedro Pascal within the last few weeks, and I have no one to discuss my newfound love for this man. Um, and so here we are to kind of do this. Here's the thing I want to say about this travel. Shahida heard what we said about keeping it short. 
and she did that. So 10 points to you, Gryffindor. <laughs> you killed it. All right, let me, let, me, let me read the drabble. I see the back of Pedro's head bent low, his face illuminated by the screen of his iPad. I walk around the couch, noting how his favorite T-shirt drapes on his body. I smile when I see his green boxes, my heart skipping a beat as my eyes continue to trace a path down his legs to a pair of colorful socks on his feet. Pedro looks up and flashes a careless grin my way before returning his attention to the screen. I know then what my mission is tonight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Listen. Shahida said it was a mission. Excuse me, ground control to Major whom? Shahida. I love a little distraction mission. I, all right okay I, all right look at her distraction mission look at her she has a whole genre name for this thing amazing I love it. this is really good thank you shahida <laughs> i mean that that made me feel a bit sweaty i got goosebumps i was like you have a mission and that is saying a lot because you literally wrote the words green boxes which is awful and yet i was like green boxes that could work yeah green means go okay that's enough out of you young lady <laughs> god that's gonna be stuck in my head all day and i hope you realize green means go oh my god thank you shahida that was uh that clearly has tickled nicole because she loves a distraction mission it has also tickled me so thank you so much for taking the time our next travel is from melissa and it is about seth rogan and what <laughs> We've been trying to get Seth on the show. Seth, call us. Um, <laughs> the number's the same, Seth. Please call. Uh, so Melissa says that this drabble is a combination of something that happens in real life and fantasy. And I'm so intrigued. Mm. I want to know uh, <laughs> which is which. But, you know, that's your business. So I'm not going to ask, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> that was so smooth. That's your business. Love it. I'm excited too. I love, I love being, I love trying to decipher which is which also. Uh, and it's, I just really like this one. This is a cute one. Okay. Okay. Wow. A cute yeah. one. I love a cute <laughs> travel too. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. All right, Nicole. Here we go. <clears throat> How can this be sexy? I was asking myself while Seth Rogen was parading around the apartment in a cheap fleece Batman onesie with a mask. He was singing, getting closer to me with that raspy voice of his. At any second, he could be cracking up. I wanted to laugh so hard, but in a very weird way, my legs kept on getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And God knows he knew it. There he was, making a mockery of one of my very first fantasies. Totally ridiculous, yet it worked. He pushed me slightly against the wall and whispered in my ear, I am Batman, extending the A just so I would know he wasn't 100% serious, only if I were not. The biggest shiver went down my spine and his eyes darkened. Where's the Joker, he whispered, wildly serious. My eyes narrowed as if asking if we were really doing this. Apparently, yes, we were. Okay, Melissa. <laughs> Apparently, yes. Oh, I love this. I love some cosplay, the role play. Listen, you know. 
There's levels to it. Melissa, yet again, hitting some sweet spots. Yes. This is really and that's, good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even like a DC girl, but I'm like, yeah, all right, Marvel. Fuck Marvel. Let's do some Batman. Right. And now we're going to do a little bit of a twofer. Um, we've got... <laughs> Such a funny one. I know. <laughs> um, we had this ask in our Tumblr box from someone who is anonymous. And they say, help me. I am suddenly very attracted to Andy Samberg. Puppy dog eyes. What is happening to me? Um, <laughs> what a question. I, know. I, I love it for the plaintiff. Help me at the beginning, <laughs> which tells me all I need to know about the distress this crush is causing. Um, and I understand because, you know, sometimes Andy Samberg, um, you know, sometimes he's just not who you think you're going to go for. Oof, and what a diplomatic <laughs> answer. Nicole, you should be in the Peace Corps. That was amazing. Wow. I was like, how is she going to land this? I was watching it like, I was like, she had us in the first half, not going to lie. But then you nailed it. Wow. Um, But Andy Samberg <laughs> is a cutie pie. Um, he is a And you know what I know that I've noticed now because of you and your peccadillas, Nicole? Mm-hmm. He has a very wide mouth. Yes. Come on with it. Yes. <laughs> and now every time I see him, all I can think on a loop is wide mouth, wide mouth. And I'm like, yes. fucking Nicole. I can't believe you have made me a somehow convert to wide mouths. But here I am noticing the mouths of men. Ugh, disgusting. The ghetto. I hate myself. But now all I can think is, oh, Nicole would like that. That's a big mouth. And I'm just like, oh, God, yes. I'm out here cataloging thirst for you. Thank you. On your behalf, unsolicited. I'm just out here noticing men's wide mouths. Ugh, my God. It's so Friendship, funny. Man. Y'all, I sent them um, a post on Instagram and all I said was wide mouth, it, you know, because it was uh, somebody that I am very attracted to right now. And I don't want to talk about it, but it's just... <laughs> Wow, that was so dramatic. I don't want to talk about it. His mouth is wide. That's all you need to know. Yes. <laughs> when I saw that that message, I just thought, oh my God, I hate her so much. I hate that I'm reading this now. But I went to look and I kind of, I think I replied mocking you. Yes. And at the end of it, I just said, his mouth is wide though. Yes. <laughs> and well, we've got uh, another drabble from the same Melissa. Is that correct? Melissa was going through some stuff is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Melissa was like, I am fancying everybody in every which way. And you know what, Melissa, sometimes it is like that. I hear you. Sometimes you wake up and you're just kind of like, I will not be happy today because I know there's going to be a bunch of feelings. And I think on this day you were like, all right, get some fucking travels out. And I appreciate that, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> you have to work through it to get over it. Yeah. And that's what you did here. Because, yes, shout out to you on this second travel. And then we're going to have a tiny little PSA that is about Andy Samberg and in one of the roles that he's best known for. But first, let's get through this travel. Okay. <clears throat> oh, my God. What? I told Andy. It was probably not even seven in the morning. My face was still deep down into my pillow. He, however, was wide awake. His gigantic, dumb and so fucking sexy grin right to my face. He apparently had gotten up a while ago smelled a freshly washed man with Christmas-themed pyjama pants and an open hoodie. Guess, he said, so excited it felt like he already had too much coffee. I don't know, I said, desperately trying to fall back asleep. I still had a solid half an hour before I had to go to work. He jumped out of the bed, opened the curtains. All of winter had fallen on the ground overnight. He opened the window and a cold wind entered. 
snow days he screamed before jumping back into bed and softly embracing me his hands went straight to my bum everything's jammed you don't have to go to work he whispered softly while his face was disappearing into my neck what are we gonna do i teased him the widest smile on my face he did this half moan half sigh i loved the tip of his tongue starting to make soft tiny circles behind my ear a bit of this i think he added holding me tighter but first pancakes <laughs> come on melissa i will never forget <laughs> go on i'm already into the story what won't you forget nicole tell me no, 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 no. um there was this picture that went around on twitter of andy sandberg Yes. He was bearded. He had his glasses yes. on and this cute yes. little t-shirt, right? Yes. And friend of the show, Bolu, yes. tweeted that he looked like, you know, he's going to take you to the farmer's market or something. I can't remember her yes. exact. It was something like that, yes. But it was so perfect because yes. everyone was surprised by how much they were feeling this picture of him. Yes. And it, we, you know, we started this discussion about how much he has glowed up since he's been married. Listen, you know, the love of a good woman listen, will elevate you. Listen. <laughs> he took Joanna Newsom and she made him better. First of all, marriage is grossly unfair towards women. <laughs> Every single man who gets married glows up and the women are just kind of like, eh, I was amazing before this. So right. whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But, that, but Andy Sandberg really glowed up. Yes, he really did. And, you know, we we still have him on our um, mood board, our vision board. <laughs> our for, mood board. <laughs> our first board. Yes. yes. For possible future episodes. So we can't yes. guarantee that he'll pop up. But, you know, just know that we are thinking about him very strongly. Um, <laughs> very strongly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes, Andy is definitely he's definitely on my list. And he's funny. I'm sorry, but people don't, even now, still don't rate a sense of humor as highly as they should. He is so Andy is funny. funny. Um, pop star, oh never stopping, <laughs> is so good. I mean, I don't from know the what, title yeah. down, Why it's just a pop the... star, never stop, never stopping. Yeah. Listen to that. That is just a classic title. <laughs> I don't know why it didn't get the love that it deserved. It, I guess it became one of those cult classic kind of things, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But it's yeah. so freaking good. It's um, so good. It's so good. And I know it was kind of cliche at the end, but there was a time when the shortest shorthand you could use to say you had a sense of humor was to say you were a Lonely Island fan. Yeah, right. And for a while, lots of men just use that as a shorthand to, hey, I'm a person. Mm -hmm. And it was like, eh, that's somebody else's comedy, calm down. But for so many men, I knew anyway, like admitting you like Lonely Island, you could tell a girl will kind of turn a little bit more interested to you. Like, oh, really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because that's how important that comedy was at the time. And it, some of it has aged quite poorly, but I'm sorry, if you put on Dick in a Box, I will dance to it to this day. It still jams. It's <laughs> come on, Nicole. It still jams. Like, come on, take a look inside. Come on, that's classic R and B. Okay. And when Andy Samberg <laughs> went to Brooklyn Nine Nine, yes, such a good show, and it's something that we have to. Um, maybe re-examine right now like how do we right. approach the show a little bit mm -hmm. um, right 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 because of course brooklyn 99 is set in the pre police precinct uh the 99th um somewhere in brooklyn hence its name brooklyn 99 mm -hmm. and 
it is, of course, a workplace comedy, but the place of work is the police force in New York. Not just <laughs> any police force, but the NYPD. Mm-hmm. One of those police departments that is internationally known, right? Mm-hmm. And also the police department that has had any number of racially suspicious deaths Mm -hmm. in a way that you just kind of think the police violence is real coming from the nypd because we have seen it it is documented it is written um and has been in fact the tinder uh for so many of the uprisings that we have had in america in the last five to ten years Mm -hmm. so there's no way around it and it's difficult because like nicole said it's a very funny show with great characters but of course it is part of the larger ecosystem that valorizes the police departments uh, across America and makes them out to be 100% heroes or at least heroes where sometimes they fail, but the ends justify the means. Right. They're just a bunch of lovable goofs. Oops. You know, they messed up this arrest. Oh, well, at the end of the day, they're still family, you know, and for a long time, that's fine. Um, That's been fine. We can look at the overall message of the show is that, you know, sometimes found family is the best family and we have to work through our issues with the people that we see 40, 50, 60 hours a week and go from there. And the Brooklyn Nine-Nine has done some work in talking about police brutality. Um, you know, Terry Crews, who has become extremely, uh, <laughs> let's just give him that, that basic word, problematic um, <laughs> lately. But, you know, he was... Um, stopped and you know the show talked about what it means when um white police officers stop black men and and how that could turn out um they've you know touched on a lot of different things um but it's still as as people call it now it can be considered copaganda and so um i do understand that brooklyn 99 the writers um, showrunners and the actors themselves are all trying to figure out their place in our current environment when they come back on air. Like, what? Mm-hmm. How will they address it? Will they still be in, you know, the precincts? What's going to happen from there? So I, I do appreciate that they are recognizing that something needs to change um, right. in the way that they approach the show. Um, but we did want to talk about that because. I mean, we could not talk about it. It's right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and for sure, if we ever do end up doing an Andy Samberg episode, we'll probably go into it a little bit deeper because that right now is the role that he has won the Emmy for. It's the role that he is perhaps best known for. I think a lot of people who enjoy and watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine barely remember him as an SNL cast member. You know, like mm-hmm. it's definitely his biggest role. It's his most award-winning role. Um and like Nicole said, like it's a family in the precinct, but it's still a difficult thing to reconcile these lovable goofs with the uniforms that they wear or the badge that they carry or the guns that they carry. Um, and it's definitely something to consider. And this is the thing, like you can love a lot of things that are flawed. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't make them less flawed, but it also doesn't mean you love mm-hmm. them any less. It's just an acknowledgement that this is an uncomfortable thing for you to kind of put in your pocket and think about and deal with as you go forward. We all have our problematic faves. <laughs> yes. We all have things that we just kind of, you know, overlook. But I think it's still important, like you said, that we acknowledge it and that we do kind of say this, you know, we can forgive this. But maybe we can't forgive this. Mm. And if we can't forgive this, this 
whatever this item may be, then that's okay and we can let this go and move on. Uh, because there's just, there's so many other creative works out there that right. we can find and love and promote right. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So just because you lose one thing doesn't mean nothing else is going to come back right. around and, and get your attention. That's incredibly mature, Nicole, and I applaud you for saying it because I do think that there's this idea of, well, well, if you cancel this, then what? And it's like, bruv. There are so many still unwritten TV shows to come. You will find love again. Mm -hmm. I promise you. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's our little uh, statement, <laughs> as it were, <laughs> on the state of TV and its portrayals of cops. Um, but yes, thank you so much, Melissa, for that Andy Samberg um, drabble, because I had a lot of fun uh, reading that. Because you know what? As I was reading it, I was imagining it and it made me feel good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes it also just made me feel like that's exactly how andy sandberg would exactly. be you know this Ugh. incredible mix of sexy and funny yes, and bitch. do i laugh or do i pop I a mean, in his do mouth? both like, what? do both nicole <laughs> and also i hate you for saying that you haven't said that since we had rahul kohli on the show and that was a worthy callback but i also hate it so much thank you very much <laughs> So this is just a final um, message that's not a drabble, but I just wanted to kind of bring it up because it comes up a lot, like more than you would imagine. Whatever number you're thinking of, ramp it up to the power of five. Like it happens a lot. Um, long term listeners will know that Nicole once wrote maybe what is my favorite drabble that she's ever written uh, <laughs> from the Jake Gyllenhaal episode, which is we learn to spell Jake Gyllenhaal. And um, it's the one where Nicole writes this incredibly sexy, vulnerable, fun, tender. I mean, I, I have so many adjectives for this fucking travel. <laughs> but like, we still get mail on Tumblr. We still get tweets. We still get emails where people kind of go, oh, my God, Nicole, destroy me. Destroy me. Um, it is a very famous, even in the tack world a very famous nicole drabble but we got this message from uh, a tumblr user called targaryen melodrama first of all amazing name um and they said hi Vim and nicole just saw the ask from someone who praised nicole's don Cheadle drabble and i need to tell you both that i revisit nicole's jake gyllenhaal drabble quarterly and then in brackets they said i wish i was kidding and i still gasp at tell me where my mouth can go which is a line that nicole wrote in this drabble um, and then they carried on every time. And every time I end up gently outraged, completely agreeing and utterly undone by Nicole's words. And then a further parenthesis and echoing Bim's laughter, then her shock. Thank you for all your work, especially in these times. Targaryen melodrama, thank you for sending that message. That tickled me, tickled Nicole. All right, now it's time for a couple of Thirst Sommelier requests. Um, <laughs> we haven't done this in so long. Oh, no. I have to remember what we were supposed to be doing. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, there's a segment that people really love and we should do more of it. So here we are doing it. <laughs> um, and our first Thirst Sommelier request comes from a listener named Guadalupe. Hey. Um, hey, Guadalupe, we're going to play that and then um, help them out. Hey, Bim and Nicole, I'm right here in Brooklyn, 
feel in this quarantine with y'all. I feel like my cool, my um, thirst objects have changed um, from, from the first day of quarantine till today. Right now, I think it might be because of this recent drop of Hamilton, but my thirst object is Lin-Man Miranda. And I have a feeling it might be because of his um, GQ cover like way back when where he got his uh, fresh haircut and he just looks like you know he's just biting his lip and he's just feeling on his feels and you can see it in his eyes also whenever it's um that scene with jasmine cephas jones and he's just like it's gotta say no to this it's like boy you want to say yes to this and i see it in your eyes i see it in your mouth and I don't know what to do with myself. So if you have any tips on who else to crush in this moment other than um, my man Lynn, then please, please send your suggestions my way. Okay, first of all, Guadalupe, <laughs> why are you trying to seduce us <laughs> with this soft voice? Like, like I feel like <laughs> she was laying in bed. It felt like the fan was on. It was like, hey, lover, come on over. It's like, wait a goddamn yes. minute, Guadalupe. Is this some kind of thirst trap? Like, what? Because I am well and truly caught by the ankle. What? Like, maybe she already had somebody there fanning her and feeding her I don't her know what, she's just... but she was in a good mood when she called. You can tell. She's all, like, relaxed and loose. All right, sis. <laughs> Making yeah. that quarantine go further. All right. <laughs> okay, so she's looking for some, you know, a theater kid. I right? mean, like it feels the, like that, that, that way. Energy. Yeah, Lin-Manuel, to me, is the embodiment of theater boy theater man you know what i mean like he's genuinely yeah. excited by a good tune <laughs> and is like yeah. into like iambic pentameter and all that shit which again i am also into <laughs> so this is not a sh- this is literally no shade but i it felt to me like guadalupe sounded kind of tortured by this idea of <laughs> lynn manuel with a new haircut and like you know mm-hmm. suddenly her eyes opened to like, oh, my God, maybe there's something beneath that. And I, I, I like the idea mm-hmm. of where this thirst has led her. So we're going to try and help you out, Guadalupe, and find out, you know, based on your message, we're going to suggest a couple of people that we think are hitting a similar note. See what I did there? A note. A similar note. Oh, Thank Lord. you. Um, and we're <laughs> hoping that they will be able to kind of fill that kind of Lin-Manuel-shaped chasm that has opened up in you. Nicole, who do you have for Guadalupe? I'm going to suggest Santino Fontana. Now, Now, I am not a musical theater person, but I know him from uh, being the original Greg on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Okay, which is a really good show. I enjoyed it, despite the fact, again, that I am not really a musical person. But Nicole, how do you feel about Um, musicals? You know, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he was funny and um, I liked his enthusiasm with with the, you know, songs that he performed on the show. Uh Um, You know, he was, he seemed kind of cute. I liked him. I liked him. So, but beyond um, Crazy Eggs Girlfriend, like he has 
like a full-fledged Broadway career. Oh. He's been in uh, Sunday in the Park with George. Wow. He's been in The Importance of Being Oh, Ernest. one of my favorites. He has, yeah, he's most recently in Tootsie on Broadway. Um, but yeah, I really like him. He's got, you know, kind of curly hair. Mm -hmm. He seems a little hyper, um, silly, but then he's also takes his craft very seriously, right. which I think is also a part of Lin-Manuel's uh, appeal, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that he is very, um, you know, he tries to be as light as possible, but also don't test him Oof. because he knows what he's talking right. about. Uh, so yeah, I picked that up from Santino Fontana uh -huh. and I hope that that works. Okay, I like where your head's at, and I am going to keep plowing the same furrow because I didn't know that this character, uh, this this next actor that I'm going to suggest, was a character on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, but I am suggesting Skylar Astin. That's solid. I I respect it. Okay, thank you. Um, I have only seen one season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and I keep meaning to watch all of it because everyone I trust says it's fantastic and kind of really hits its stride and goes further and further and gets better and better. But I haven't found the time to sit down with it. But I know that this guy was on it. But I actually saw him in another musical project, uh, Pitch Perfect mm. um, and Pitch Perfect 2. And he has like the same kind of intense theater kid energy that I, as a former theater kid, really mm. and truly respond to. Um, even if I don't think you're cute in the face, I will <laughs> respond to a passionate uh a passionate allegiance to the arts and i feel like skylar has it in buckets um he has like a really wide smile um shout out to nicole aka queen of wide mouths um <laughs> i think he's kind of funny i think he is he looks like he's so genuine like his eyes kind of like shoot rainbows <laughs> which i think is a key quality with lin-manuel he always looks kind of like wide-eyed and kind of like, isn't the yeah. world amazing? And it feels to me like that's the energy you're looking for. Because I also feel like at the core of it is someone deeply serious about their craft and cares so much mm -hmm. about putting out something that resonates and is emotional and is true. And I get very strong vibes of that from Skylar. So that's my pick for Guadalupe. I like it. I like it. Yeah, he definitely has. Yes, that's eyes. a good way of putting Just, it. Yeah. Yes, very soft and like kind of wide open, twinkly mm -hmm. a bit. Yes, Disney mm -hmm. Prince eyes. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well done. Yes, good job. <laughs> Guadalupe, we hope that these, um, you know, two options work for you. If not, <laughs> that's okay. I love this guarantee. <laughs> that's also kind of like, now we may fuck up. But hopefully we've got it right. <laughs> okay, so our next Les Sommelier is actually not on audio. It's actually one that was sent to our Tumblr ask box. And the person didn't leave their name. It's an anonymous uh, Les Sommelier request. But they, this one resonated with me because I was like, mm, we've all been there. It's basically about <laughs> mm -hmm. a crush that has kind of gone sour. And they're looking to replace ASAP. And I'm going to read that to you now. So they say, dear ladies, long time listener. I was wondering if I could ask a thirst sommelier here. I used to love Terry Crews. I thought he was the right combo of hot, funny, devoted and buff. And now he's a boo-boo. Shitty, problematic mess who can't stand <laughs> up for sisters, namely Gab's union. Can you help me find an adequate substitute? Thanks. Love you to the moon and back. Thank you. We love you to the moon and back, Anon. 
Um, <laughs> listen, so this message hit me right in the center of my forehead because I was like, mm. sometimes you fancy someone and they give you nothing back. Mm-hmm. And Terry mm-hmm. Crews has been raked over the coals on Twitter and beyond because he has revealed himself to be something of a uh, a less than a less than hoped figure. A loser. <laughs> 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 he, he has really um, turned out to be a surprising yes, disappointment. I think that's a really diplomatic and correct way of putting it. a surprising. Because you know what? I live in the world. I know that so many people are going to let you down. I get that. I've made my peace mm-hmm, with that. Mm-hmm. But every so often, someone comes out of left field where you're kind of like, huh, wouldn't have expected it from you. And that's Terry to me. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so we have a few people that might be able to replace mm-hmm. Terry Crews as, uh, you know, an object of desire, mm-hmm. a thirst object. Um, my first suggestion is uh, Michael Ooh, Beach. Oh, interesting. Who, um, yeah, you know, because this person likes uh-huh. muscles, right? They're really into yes. uh, body. And Michael Beach is very fit. Um, if you check out his Instagram, you will see that he is frequently posting. Michael Beach is posting best traps? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Wonders yes. will never see Michael <laughs> Beach. <laughs> Wow. Yes. Yes. Um, now, you may know Michael Beach from Soul Food. He was in Waiting to Exhale. Um, he most recently was in Aquaman. And you know how we feel about Aquaman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> A movie full of hot people. Yes. Yes. He played yeah. uh, Kylie Bunbury's father on the show Pitch that, you know, we love to pieces. Um, he's been around. He's been in a lot of things, and he's always. I mean, uh, yeah. You know, he's always someone to pay attention to. He's one of those character uh, actors that kind of gets put in everything, and yet still doesn't get his props. Yes, I think that's that's a big because I remember him. I remember him on ER. So that's why I was like Michael Beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because ER, this was back in the nineties. So I'm like, wait, he's still around and he's yeah. hot. What yeah. do you mean? He's 56 years old and he is uh, out here doing it. <laughs> I am on his Instagram page right now. Mr. Man is working out in a you. number of these videos. And I'm like, oh, I see Michael Beach. You said just because I'm older doesn't mean I'm not out there on the streets. And I have to I have to applaud. I have to applaud. I told you. OK, <laughs> Michael Beach, a surprising uh recommendation nicole but i trust your skills so much and yes you're absolutely right michael beach is a solid oh that's really solid oh that's really good good job thank you all right well my recommendation is for something a little bit more closely aligned to the original first object mm-hmm. mr terry mm-hmm. cruz i am going for an actor who goes by the name of billy brown mm-hmm. now who is that so Billy Brown is an actor from uh, Inglewood, California. He's like uh, 49 years old. I know him. Like he, th- when I pictured who to replace uh, Terry for this Anon Thurster, I, he was the first person that came to mind. He, I remember him from um, How to Get Away with Murder, mm-hmm. where he plays uh, Detective Nate Leahy. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I didn't watch all of How to Get Away with Murder. Um, but I remember him and I remember him kind of like, 
you know, essentially being Annalise's kind of like solid booty call. Yeah, yeah. And first of all, I'm proud of Viola for taking a, an important job uh, <laughs> and doing what she needed to do. But like they had real chemistry and there was like a real hotness to him. And he has like a very earnest face, but also like, you know, a serious face that's kind of like, I don't know, there's depth to mm-hmm. it. And I think he plays roles really well. And again, he's been consistently working since the 90s. Like he has been constantly employed, which I don't know, personally, I always find very, very hot. Um, and a couple of years ago, he was in uh, Proud Mary, opposite to Roger oh, P. Henson. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. right. He does a lot of voice work because he has a really wonderful voice. It's kind of like warm treacle and it just kind of washes over you. I love his voice. Um, he was in Star Trek. He has done like Suicide Squad, like the animated series. He's very, very good. And on TV, he has done everything. So you will find him in summary run at some point because yes he has done law and order svu he has done criminal minds <laughs> he has done csi ny he has done ncis he has done cold case like he has done all the jobs so chances are on any given night he will be on your tv and then for longer form storytelling he was in sons of anarchy as well as how to get away with murder and a couple other things so he feels like someone who you will find constantly on your tv in some capacity and you can really get into okay okay i'm feeling billy brown i mean that's a that's a strong name too billy brown like i mean you know where you're at with the billy brown (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean yes absolutely um i have one more suggestion okay uh, and that is michael jai white okay Okay. interesting again big you know just a big Frolic chunk of man. Um, yes. <laughs> Come on, steak man. <laughs> now, um, I remember him from Spawn. You know, he was. Wow, deep yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah. 1997. Um, wow. He was also in the movies Why Did I Get Married and Why Did I Get Married 2. Um, you know, uh-huh. he does a lot of work with Tyler Perry, it seems. He uh, was also. He also played Mike Tyson in the movie Tyson that was on uh, HBO. Oh, wow. And of course, there's Black Dynamite, the uh, animated show. Like, he's got a solid career. Yeah. He also is, um, like, he does all kinds of, like, jujitsu stuff, MMA kind of stuff. Like, he, uh-huh. he works out. He was in um, The Dark Knight as one of the um, bad guys that the Joker. Oh, he yeah, was. yeah. Did he get the pencil in the eye? I can't remember, but he was like a part of that scene, you know, where the Joker puts the pencil on the table. He doesn't get the pencil, but he's around. Yes. yes. He witnesses the pencil in the eye. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So he's been around for a minute and he, you know, Mm -hmm. um, again, a very handsome, very devoted to the gym. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Yes, because that's not me, but I love people who are. Good good job. Same, Um, (laughs) So hopefully, you know, he is what this anonymous person is looking for, that this fits the bill. I feel like that there is something that happened recently where his name was kind of trending for a minute, but maybe it wasn't anything (sighs) bad. But if it is bad, I apologize. I tried to I tried to look for it, but I didn't see it. So, you know, that is just the bargain we've all struck in 2020. (laughs) Chances are all men are bad. Um, And if they're not bad, it's because they haven't said enough yet, but it'll come out like that's real. I do want to point out a single another thing about Michael Jai White, which is that the, the, the first sorry, the thirster was looking for 
funny as well as you know buff and all yes. that stuff and michael jai white is funny because to me he will forever now be associated with that gift from insecure the show within the show of insecure <laughs> called due north where he plays an enslaved person and he utters the immortal line i hate slavery <laughs> yeah that to me is michael jai white forever so if if that doesn't make you laugh anon i don't know what will so enjoy those three options i hope that they land somewhere thirsty for you Thank you to everyone who sent in drabbles and thirst requests and questions. Again, we can't get to everybody, but um, we're so grateful for all of the good stuff that you sent to us. <laughs> so thank you to Ray and that John Boyega drabble, to Brooke and the drabble about Aiden Turner. <laughs> wolf, she said, wolf. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> thank you also to shahida who sent us the drabble about pedro pascal and also melissa our tufa who sent a drabble about seth rogan and a drabble about andy samberg shout out to you melissa <laughs> thanks to everybody um, from tumblr who sent us stuff um we've got Tar targaryen melodrama <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> who sent us a question and thanks to the Anon listener who sent in the Thirst Sommelier request, um, looking for a replacement for Terry Crews. We fully <laughs> understand why. <laughs> <laughs> and we did have one named person who was also looking for a Thirst Sommelier recommendation. That was Guadalupe. Uh, thank you all so much for taking the time. And we hope that some of what we offered offers you something in return. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday Kit is a Slate production produced by Cher Vincent and us, Nicole Perkins and them Adelon Me. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at First Aid Kit and we are on Tumblr also at firstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. The show goes out every Thursday and, you know, we have so many people who like to live tweet their listens. You can join them by using the hashtag TACPOD, that's T-A-K-P-O-D, or you can write us an email to thirstaidkit at slate.com if you prefer. If you want to use our first sommelier service like we did in this episode, just send us a short and boy do we mean short message. The number is 510-984-4778. That's 510-9-FIRST. Non-US Thirst Buckets can always send us a very short voice note via email and send that to thirstaidkit at slate.com. You can find all of our episodes and links to listen at slate.com slash podcast. If you find yourself wishing you could get even more Thursday Kit content every week, well, you're in good luck. Now you can. All you have to do is become a Slate Plus member. Slate Plus is Slate's membership program. For just $35 for the first year, you'll get a little extra from this show and all other Slate shows, plus absolutely no ads. Visit slate.com slash plus to sign up. Now, first buckets, we have a very special announcement. We are going to be doing, you guessed it, a live show. I'm so excited. <laughs> it is exciting news, Nicole. We are doing this in conjunction with Facebook Live. So it's going to be us. That's me and Nicole 
plus a special guest. You already know her. She's your fave. She's our fave. It's Brokey McPoverty, a.k.a. Tracy the Clayton. <laughs> there will be so much chatter. I imagine there will be a bunch of laughs. And of course, as standard, a lot of thirst baked in. And we're going to leave a little bit of time so we can do a Q&A with some of the listeners and viewers as well. Tickets are only $5, so we hope you can join us. The date is August the 4th, Tuesday, August the 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find links and all the information at slate.com slash live. Once more, slate.com slash live. We really hope you come see us. Yes. Can't wait to see you. <laughs> and remember, take care of yourselves. We'll be back next week. Stay thirsty. Bye. Bye.